0: Well, I thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful musical introduction. My goodness gracious, you are just catching on fire. Here we are in the, you know, the later part of autumn in 2022, and you're over there just cranking it out, pounding those keys on your synthesizer, sitting there with your flannel shirt on for autumn and your big pine glass, just waiting for a tip. I got a tip. Throw that insider out from last year, you're going to have problems, digestive problems. Hi, this is Tim Mar. That's Jungle Jim. This is failing Up. Recording this podcast in the basement studio located on the shores of the mighty Seneca River that flows all the way to the Great Lake of Ontario, feeding the St. Lawrence Seaway. Past 1,000 islands all the way out to the Atlantic Ocean, around the world, just like my voice. If you make a left, you're going to find yourselves in Buffalo, New York, still the home of the mighty Bills, the mighty Buffalo Bills. Go a little north, it's going to be in that great city of Toronto. Go over the falls, you're going to find yourself, oh man, at Lake Erie, shores of Cleveland, Ohio. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Keep going. You got Lake Michigan, that huge Lake Michigan, Huron and Superior, the great, great lakes and the the great, great, uh, you know, go these states. Huge lakes, like inland oceans, they call them. Yeah, get rough this time of year when the gales of November come early, like they did with uh, Edmund Fitzgerald. Tragic, tragedy out in the Great Lakes. Many shipwrecks out in the Great Lakes. It's not like some people think of lakes and they think of, you know, you got these little lakes like you go swimming in in the summer. These things are huge. You get out in these lakes, you cannot see shore. And you fly over them. If you fly over Lake Michigan going into Chicago, you're just seeing water. You know, they've lost aircraft. They used to train aircraft out there for World War II and lost them in the Great Lakes. So it's really something. But again, this is Tim Marr. This is the podcast. And Jungle Jim, a lot is going on. How are you doing? Having a good week. Eat all your apples for the fall. It's still time for Apple. Thanksgiving's coming. I'm thankful for you and your musical gifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that you and I sit and we communicate because communication now is becoming, you know, communication. Communic- people, people say, whoa, you know, what is the most powerful weapon against humankind? What separates really? humans, mammals, they're all mammals, all mammals communicate, but it's the sophistication of communication. You know, all animals, all animals do communicate at some level, and they communicate to warn each other, they communicate to get laid, mate, you know, animals like to mate, they communicate to mate, uh, they communicate to warn each other, as I said, or, or food, or whatever, to find each other when they're lost, family members, um, but they communicate, There's a, there's a communication system for all animals. But the humankind has sophisticated communication to a point where it is, uh, it's a threat. It's, it's become a threat and it's the, most, it's the most treacherous weapon that has been in the hands of humankind for centuries. Communication. Who owns the vehicles to communicate? Who owns the mechanisms to communicate? And how do they communicate? What do they communicate? How do they use propaganda? Who's their audience? How do they manipulate through communication? And leaders have done this for centuries and centuries and centuries, delivered the message, a message of that divides, because when in societies there are divisive groups, they're weakened. It's, that's, that's the oldest formula, oldest formula. You divide and conquer. You divide and conquer. Hello, hello, divide and conquer. Hello, here we are. Where would that come from? So communication, there's nothing more divisive than communication. Communication divides. And and yes, of course, nuclear weapons are are a huge threat. You know, and whoever has their hand on the button can blow up the entire world. But at the end of the day, it's how did that individual or individuals get to that position? Who put them in that position? And how did people support that? It's for how they it's, it's how they were communicated with. It's the message that they received. It's the messaging they received. You know, it's it's the audience that um rallies around certain messages for whatever reason. It might give them a sense of value. It might give them a sense of purpose. They may just like the message. They, you know, they don't take time to analyze the message. And if a lie is told, told, and told, and told, and told, and constantly repeated through communication, it automatically, in the minds of many, becomes reality. And some of the greatest catastrophes in the history of humankind have been avoided because of communication. And some of the greatest catastrophes in humankind have occurred because of communication or miscommunication. You could look at terrorist attacks, and someone say that we missed some communication on terrorist attacks, or, or was there communication missed um, during World War II, leading up to some of the attacks in World, War. and then there were the great um, code runners, the Native American code runners, who through their sophisticated communication saved the United States of America, through so their sophisticated communication techniques, saved. There's been the manipulation, and of course the the, the famous propaganda of Adolf Hitler, and currently. The, the propaganda and lies of, of Donald J. Trump, constant propaganda, constant messaging to a group that has become identified as magma. And no matter what whatever told no matter what facts are put in front of their faces, no matter what lies they see, they believe the truth of the lie because of where it comes from, the communicator. You think of the Cuban Missile Crisis. It was communication behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, around the corners that prevented the world from blowing each other up. It was television. It was really television that ended the Vietnam War. It was television that ended the—it was the news broadcast on television that forced the hand, eventually, of President Nixon, who did do some dirty deeds when he uh, purposely stalled the Paris Peace talks so he could become elected president. But it was television that, that pushed the issue. It was television that pushed the issue with civil rights because all of a sudden these things were being seen in your living room. It was that type of communication. And at that form, it was becoming more instantaneous. There was radio. It was it was um, uh, radio during World War II. Some of the great uh, Edward R. Murrow on the roofs of England that it was being bombed and exploded. It was communication. You know, it was people hovered around their radios, you know, just waiting for the fireside chats of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And as it expanded in cable television and thousands of channels and, you know, MTV, wonderful. The early MTV used to be great. I used to love MTV when they played music videos. I, I haven't watched MTV in I don't know how long. Since Martha Quinn. Martha Quinn was great. That whole group of VJs, Martha Quinn, JJ Jackson, Nina Blackwood, oh God, the guy from Phil Mark uh, something Mark Goodman from Philadelphia and the other guy from Down. Uh, Downs, I can't remember his name. But uh that was great but but and then and then all of a sudden our communication became really frequent 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 because we had CNN we have cable news now we have all kinds of cable news and it's constant we're constantly being bombarded with communication 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 coming at us and then eventually we a forum came forth a, ability came forth for everybody to get in on the communication world. social media so you have broadcast media you have print media all kinds of media. But now all of a sudden there's social media, which really isn't so social if you think about it. But social media with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all these other platforms, where now not only do um, most of the world utilize, you know, leaders utilize Twitter to communicate and get their messages out. Donald Trump was a master of Twitter before he was banned of it. We'll see if he can come back using Twitter and tweeting and, and his whole presidency was just run through tweets and news agencies waited to hear his tweet. You wake up in the morning and say, oh, we know the president's going to tweet on this one. But Twitter became this powerful vehicle because it, you could respond back and forth. And whoever owns the communication, whoever owns the communication, really owns the influence the influen is that a, jim is that in, in influence not influenza but in, is influence a word influence i think i've articulated my syllables in a unique way influence influence yes i have i would like to influence you Influ- anyway the one who influences individuals who communicate can influence like no others because they rally they convince they motivate they perpetuate they stimulate And all those lates revolve, 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 evolve in action. So the latest, the latest concern, the latest is um, the the great Elon Musk, Elon Musk, who, you know, Elon Musk fame of the Tesla, the, the computer car, the great computer car, Elon Musk, billionaire Elon Musk, bazillionaire Elon Musk, richest man in the world, I believe. Uh, shoots a rocket that looks like a penis up into up into space, and that's you know that's how kind of how he um, penetrates. He penetrates the atmosphere with this penis-shaped rocket that lasts about two and a half minutes, which may be symbolic of Elon Musk. But in any event, Elon Musk, uh, as everyone knows, everyone knows now, Elon Musk owns Twitter. But not only does Elon Musk own Twitter, Elon Musk is um, single-handedly looking to um, blow up Twitter. Totally blow up Twitter in all aspects. Uh, you know, and in one week alone, in one week alone, um, you know, this is one of the world's most influential. Half of the workforce of Twitter has been laid off. Half of the workforce of Twitter has been laid off. And in addition to that, advertisers have been alienated. So powerful advertisers are alienated. Uh, the part of the product is just being blown right up. Um, you know uh, launching and unlaunching um, various features there's a mass exodus of senior executives there's a threat of bankruptcy as there's no uh, real income and the, and the swing you know it it keeps accelerating because more ex- executives are are going away you know there's a growing chaos over of all this, You know, there's there's fake accounts, there's verified accounts, there's a rebuke on the government. There's there's his messaging that he pulls up a message and he pulls back a message urging, you know, Republicans to win so we can so we can balance things out. And, um, you know, and then he's telling employees last and all that, you know, Twitter is on the verge of bankruptcy. So the question is, why has Elon Musk taken over Twitter and the control that he has right now? Because Twitter is really the most influential and used communication vehicle in the world right now. So you can argue that Putin or China or whatever's going on over here, the real person with their hand on the controls right now is Elon Musk. Now a lot of people would compare Elon Musk. They used to say, you know, he's the next Tony Stark. He's 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 a real life version of Tony Stark and Iron Man. I disagree with that. I think he's more like a kind of like a, a mini me, Doctor, you know, Doctor Who or whatever that guy. He's like a villain, you know. But Elon Musk. Um, You know, through through controlling and and what's going on with Twitter and and what he's doing with Twitter, he is he's manipulating the entire uh, world and he's making news because it controls the messaging and that medium controls the message and that message influences the masses. You know, we think that, oh, you know, I'm going to get this and I'm going to get that. But we're influenced by so few entities. You know, and if you constantly hear them, you constantly, you know, I can close my eyes and hear whatever. everybody. okay, you know, I heard on Fox News. I heard on CNN. And I heard somebody tweet. One, two, three. There you go. I read in the New York Times. Uh, Daily News, uh, maybe. New York Post posted this. Boom, boom, boom. There you have it. There you have it. Maybe Bloomberg. There you have it. But those, those are the thing, things. And now at Twitter it's not you know no, Twitter being manipulated. It's really more of a manipulation of the entire society, the entire world. By Musk, he's laughing. That's why he wanted Twitter. That's why he played the game with Twitter. And now he's able to threaten, manipulate, and, and push back with an impact. Not only an impact that's going to impact the how we communicate, because if he controls Twitter, he can give access to people who have been banned from Twitter. He names the rules of how communication is going to work. He sets the rule of international communication. He sets the rule of how leaders are allowed to communicate on his vehicle. He owns the vehicle, so he dictates who and how you can communicate on this vehicle. And if he doesn't like what you communicate, he's going to take it down. And he can shoot a tweet out, and if it seems to be, oh, maybe that was out of line, he can pull it down. But once a tweet is out and it's reported on, it's done. You know, it's done. People just sit there and go, oh, you know, Twitter, a spaceship in space. So cool. He's brilliant. He is brilliant. He's brilliantly manipulating the entire world, and he's he's right now he's the master puppeteer. He's the master puppeteer. Then you have levels of you know marionettes. You have the 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 direct marionettes, and then you have the marionettes that get you know manipulated by the marionettes, and you have the marionettes below that. You know it's like it's like Pinocchio on layers of layers of Pinocchio. It could be a musical layers of Pinocchio. But people should be concerned, people should be questioning, people should be pushing back because of this communication platform, which literally, literally drove an administration. This was the vehicle until he was banned that drove the Trump administration. This was the vehicle that was used to motivate. This was the reactionary vehicle. It was so important to President, former President Trump that he created his own social truth because he got banned from Twitter and Musk may bring him back. So you have to look beyond who's really controlling, who's providing information. It's kind of like if you think, you know, I'm going to go to the grocery store or the market, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to get some stuff. You can only order what's there. You can only buy what's there. You can only purchase what's there. You know, if you're at a restaurant, you can only order what's on the menu. And who's providing that? The chef, the cook, the menu, the owner, the person who owns the store. They're providing to you what you can get. Now, you can go somewhere else if there are other options. But if there aren't a lot of other options, then you're screwed. Imagine living someplace where there's one grocery store. And whatever that grocery store serves up, whatever that grocery store sells, there's one grocery store and there's one restaurant. Whatever that grocery store sells and whatever that restaurant serves, that's what you get. That's your meal. That's your food. That's your sustenance. Sustenance. What is it, Jim? Is it sustenance? Sustenance. Sust—I can't even say that word. This is going to get you through. Substituent. You uh, work on that word, Jim. And when you get it, let me know. Okay, Jungle Jim. sustenance Substituent. Whatever. Anyway, so the whatever you—that's per- all you got. So that's one grocery store. We have one. Right? Really, we have one grocery store for th- for this instant communication, this message it's sending, this—and met- that's called Twitter. And it's tweet. And Tweety Bird, Elon Musk has taken control, bought it legally. God bless the man. Walked in with a sink and the whole deal. But now he's able, he has the communication and hostage. He's holding hostage communication and he has, it's, it's, it's his thing. And people become so dependent on it. And now he can do away with it. Something that we've become many, I, I don't tweet anyway. So I don't, many that individuals have become reliant on, leaders have become, he can pull it away, he can pull the plug, he can say we're bankrupt. He can go bankrupt or he cannot, he can, you know, he's such a smart guy. He can say we're going to go bankrupt in a way that somebody has to step forward and bail it out because if you don't bail out Twitter and it goes bankrupt, what happens? He's created a fear. You know, one way to, to create a crisis, you know, he's creating a crisis. Sometimes you want to, sometimes leaders or individuals create crisis to get results. If you create a crisis and you create a crisis through fear, so you create this fear you know, you do all the things you're going to do, you lay off people, executives flush out, you, you know, higher advertisers are taken away. Now there's a fear that Twitter's got, and everybody's dependent on Twitter. You can't, you know, can't live without tweeting, my God. Uh, and once that happens, then there's a panic. And then, then, then solutions are, look, you know, how, how do we fix this? We've got to fix it fast, you know, especially because it's, 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 you know, social media, we've got to fix it fast. Twitter can't go bankrupt, so we'll bail it out. We'll, we'll put things through to bail it out. We need it. We need it. We need it. We need it. So the most powerful person right now in the world, the one who holds all the cards, really, is Elon Musk. It's amazing. And those that are dependent on the drug that he owns called Twitter is us. It's us. All of us. From leaders to to everyday folks that tweet away. I hear you, Jungle Jim. I hear you. I'm just, Jim, I'm just pointing out a point, okay? I know, I know, I know. I hear you, I hear you. That's Jungle Jim. I'm Tim Marr. This is Failing Up. Bye-bye.